Hello and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Each week on the show, I talk about different aspects of pricing, sometimes with interviewees and sometimes just on my own, but also about how to manage finances in your small business. Pricing is one of the biggest issues in every small business, as this can be the difference between making a profit and making a loss. So I hope to inspire you with interesting stories and practical tips about how to improve your pricing and make more money in your business. I have a background in corporate businesses and have now brought this to the small business world. And I want to inspire you that you can put your prices up at any time and make more money. Hello and welcome to the show. Today on the show, I'm talking about outsourcing and pricing and how you might need to think about your pricing differently once you start to outsource. When you're looking to outsource, when you're initially looking to outsource, then I always recommend that you outsource in order of client work that you could outsource the more junior stuff of, because if the client work stopped, then so would the cost. So you get somebody on board to just do that bit of client work. So for example, I have someone who will do the bookkeeping for me for clients. So that might be a situation where you say, actually, I can afford, you know, I don't want to do the bookkeeping. I charge the client and I outsource that part of the work. And you can choose whether the client knows that or the client doesn't. And you are managing that relationship, though. So one of the things that you should do is be pricing to make sure. So if your bookkeeper is charging you £20 an hour and you are charging out at 25 you are getting five pounds an hour for managing that relationship now you need to consider whether actually that's enough you know it's your reputation you're often spending quite a lot of time looking for clients building relationships with clients and in the end it's your neck on the line with the client so you need to consider whether actually the premium that that you get the cut that you get is actually enough for the amount of time that you spend doing things and it's kind of going well actually how long do I spend getting a new client you know how many discovery calls do you do how many um, dm messages do you have how many emails do you respond to before you get a client you know how much time does that take because actually it's a really long time to get clients and you have to remember that the person that you're supplying the work to doesn't have to do any of that So this might be you might have an associate relationship with somebody, so you outsource work that you could do but don't, or you do something like my bookkeeper where you outsource work that you don't particularly want to do or can't do. And it might be that you do, you know, you're a social media manager, you do all the planning of the post, but you get somebody else to do the images and actually post them, also research the hashtags and that sort of thing. So that's one way you can outsource, which is to outsource client work where you can turn the tap on and off as you get client work in and that's often the safest way to start doing outsourcing but you need to make sure that your price is high enough or the differential between the pricing is high enough that it's worth you doing and and you should be taking a margin you must remember that you are doing all the management of that client work and if you if, particularly if it still has to all come through you and be reviewed you know that's really important The other things to think about with outsourcing are things you hate, like loads of people don't like bookkeeping and accounting. Get somebody to do your tax return for you. Outsource that quickly. Bookkeeping, you know, get rid of it. Some, you know, these things don't cost loads of money, but can really make a big difference. I don't do my own tax return. I get someone else to do it. 
So really think about, could you get someone else to do those things that you really hate doing, particularly things you put off a lot? And then it's kind of those things that you can't do. You know, are there things that actually not only do you hate doing them, but actually you can't do them or you do them very badly. So I definitely look at things that I don't like doing. I don't outsource tons of stuff, but what I do outsource takes it right off my plate. For me, a lot of it's about time saving. So I'm not looking for a always a huge return on that investment in terms of actually money, but I'm looking for someone to, so my virtual assistant does my newsletter for me. I write it all, but she puts it all together and puts all the graphics together and all the images because that's a real job that takes me hours. And she does my social media posting for me. But again, I've written most of it, but she then does the images and posts all of that. And that all makes my life much easier. So think about the things that could make your life really easy. But remember, you also have to manage those people. So it is an important part of it, which is, you know, you've got to manage those relationships. And you tend in the first place to take people who are specialists in their field. So don't get your virtual assistant to do your social media management. Get a social media manager to do your social media management. Because in the freelance world, you're better to start with a small amount of a freelancer's time who is a specialist rather than a lot of a generalist time. Because you can do that. You could have two hours a week of a tech VA who can sort your all your system stuff out. You could have a few hours of a social media manager and all of those sorts of things. So think about kind of, you know, a few hours bookkeeping, whereas you could employ an admin person who could do all of those things, but maybe doesn't do them as well. So thinking quite carefully about what do you want doing and start making a list of all those things. You know, what do you want to outsource in an ideal world? What would you love to not have to do? We all have things we hate doing. I still find selling quite tricky, but unfortunately that's difficult to outsource. And I think the other thing to look at is whether tech can save you time. So can you find technical solutions? So things like Zapier are really helpful because they get technology to talk to each other. You know, I make sure that my invoices automatically come when somebody buys something off my website, it automatically all pops through into my accounting system into zero. And that means that nobody has to touch it. So it doesn't have human intervention. So it's kind of looking at things and kind of going, well, how can I take myself out of this process? Can this process run without me doing it? Get someone to help you. There are lots of people who are very system savvy, who are very happy to kind of implement stuff and then kind of support you at a low level ongoing. And you probably need to have a process written down a bit about what you're going to do. And then I think there's the thing about if you're trying to scale your business, I think it's looking at what you want your business to look like. You know, if you're starting to outsource, that's one thing. So I currently outsource my podcast editing and I've got a virtual assistant and I've outsourced some of my blogs. And I have outsourced my social media in the past, although I have a kind of love-hate relationship with that. But what what are you looking for your business to be? Are you a solopreneur who just wants to kind of go to the maximum position that you can for just you? Do you want to grow a business? Do you want to employ people? And do you want to be a kind of a bigger business over time? So I think really thinking about what you actually want from your business is really important. Because actually, do you want to be managing a team of people? You know, that takes a lot of time and energy, but would also free up, you know, your time to do other things. But you just need to really think quite carefully about whether you want to manage a team 
you know, hiring people is quite different. You know, you have an ongoing commitment to them. They're a fixed cost. You might say, all right, well, they're going to work for me three days a week and you pay all the relevant taxes and national insurance for them. But they're also entitled to holidays and all of that sort of thing. Do you want that? Now, you get the reliability of people coming to work for you for a certain period of time, you know, a certain amount of time all the time. But it's less flexible. And it's it's kind of thinking about how you then manage that remotely and all of that sort of thing. So I think when it comes to outsourcing, it's really thinking about can the systems do stuff for you? What do you most want to outsource and what's the best resource to do that? And if you had specialists doing it, would that just end up being a real nightmare to manage? Or are you better to employ a generalist, but who has got more time with you? And, and that might work well. Do let me know how you get on and how you find outsourcing, but also do rate and review this podcast wherever you get them. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do rate and review Five Star, obviously, if you can, wherever you get your podcasts so that more people can hear about my pricing tips. You can find me on Instagram at The Pricing Queen, where I share more pricing tips. So do let me know what you thought of today's episode. I'll see you soon.